It's all about thinking about the place that you where you where you are. Right. What the story is that's being told there, what kind of things you notice, what makes you curious about this painter, Vincent Fogg, whom you may never have heard of before. Welcome to Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. This is Annalise Corbin, Chief Goddess of the Past Foundation and your host. We hear frequently that the global education system is broken. In fact, we spend billions of dollars trying to fix something that's actually not broken at all, but rather irrelevant. It's obsolete. A hundred years ago, it functioned fine. So let's talk about how we reimagine, rethink, and redesign our educational system. This is Annalise Corbin, your host of Learning Unboxed, and I am excited to share with all of you that we are taking Learning Unboxed on the road. And today, we are actually in the city of Amsterdam, and so uh, we are recording live at the Vincent van Gogh Museum. And my guest today is Renee Van Bruck, who is the Senior Educator and Senior Curator of Education and Interpretation at the Van Gogh Museum. And what's fabulous about this conversation today, uh, in addition to the fact that we are in an amazing city and everything that you hear in the background is either the city um, or inside the Van Gogh Museum. But more importantly, we get to share with the world one of the most creative and innovative programs that I've seen in a long time, and it's called Vincent's Traveling Case. There's also a treasure hunt um, at the Van Gogh Museum, for those of you that like to go to museums and, and treasure hunt, a very common phenomenon. But Vincent's Traveling Case is special. And what's so incredibly special about this is that it's so engaging for kids. And the best part of it is the Van Gogh Museum has decided to make Vincent's Traveling Case accessible to families, to schools, to teachers, to kiddos around the world virtually and online. So lots and lots of resources that you can download for absolutely free at the end of listening to this session. So what we're going to do is uh, step out of Amsterdam and step into the world of Vincent van Gogh with our wonderful, wonderful host um, and guest today, uh, Renee van Bluck um, at the Van Gogh Museum, talking with us about Vincent's traveling case. So, so how do you come up with the idea of Vincent's Traveling Cane? We were on a tour of some museums in Great Britain where we saw at one particular museum in Manchester children walking around with backpacks with all kinds of nice things to do in the galleries. Now, at the Fokhoff Museum, we, um, we currently have around 2.1 million visitors annually. So um, it's always a bit crowded. And we, would, we were looking for a way to offer families some quiet moments in some quiet spots. We do have some quiet spots in museums. <laughs> in the museum, uh, they're not always in front of the paintings, but uh, that doesn't really matter. It's all about thinking about the place that you where you where you are. Right. Um, what the story is that's being told there. What kind of things you notice? What makes you curious? about this painter, Vincent Fogg, whom you may never have heard of before, for instance. Right. Uh, so um, we were in Manchester and just started following some of these family groups around and saw that it really worked very well to engage the children with the works of art they had seen or were seeing. So we took this, um, took this back home with us and we were 
thinking about ways to use those elements into our family programs because um, we wanted people to be able to work individually on their own with all these wonderful things that you would normally do probably during a guided tour, for instance. We don't have always the space for guided tours. So companies could do this individually. And um, then we developed Vincent's traveling cakes. One of the things we found out was that you can really engage children if the things that they can take with them look good, feel good, um, are tactile. Right. So uh, the suitcase looks like a battered old suitcase that might or might not have been Vincent's himself. It looks it looks really good. If people really want to take this with them. I want to take it home. <laughs> I, you know, you I wouldn't be the first. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure I would. And I just, I, like I said, I know over the years traveling and doing so many different uh, museums and whatnot with my son, and as he's grown, every time we engage in a museum or a science center that had a thing right that you tote with you yes. in and around the yes, space exactly. it was completely different than the places where you maybe got a flyer or maybe you got a video uh, an audio recording which he likes those too i have to admit <laughs> he likes the audio recordings but it's it's that combination of that the kids want to touch things exactly. right and unfortunately, we are an art museum and we, we've got paintings that so you can't touch the paintings. Right. But there right. are some other elements that you can touch. Um, we tell not only the story of the painting itself, but also the life story of Vincent Cross. And that offers us lots of possibilities to put many tactile things into this suitcase. So. And it's got that awesome sound, right? That great. sound, I guess. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really old it fashion. does. It's nice because it you, tra- a- you travel in time, as it were. So, right, right. So this is what we have in it. All kinds of, well, these are postal bags. Um, we used to have in the Netherlands. Well, I mean, they look like postal bags. Yeah. They're a bit small. Yeah. But every bag contains some sort of activity that you can do mm-hmm. in the gallery. You don't have to do them all. You can just pick one or two, whatever you like, and then just go ahead. And it's accompanied by... Well, this sort of a map which explains all the activities that are in this particular suitcase. We have two different suitcases, okay. two different types of suitcases. Okay. We've got lots of them, but there are two different types. Sure. Mm-hmm. When we developed uh, the suitcase, initially we had this suitcase which was chock full of all kinds of activities and it came too heavy oh. for children to carry around. <laughs> so then we decided to, to cut those up. And for, our, and for our listeners, the kids literally come to the, the guest desk, they get to check the kit out, and they tote it around the museum with them as part yes. of their experience. Yes. So, so for folks who can't see it, and we will post photos and links um, on the website for, for the show, but but really, you, you take this thing and off you go. Yeah, we're a little bit anxious at first because we're children, we're parents, willing and able to carry this around for their whole visit. Right. And they are. Um, so, shall we just move a bit yeah. to this side? So, as you can see um, from this map of all the places where Vincent went during his lifetime, um, all the activities are described. So, we have an introduction. Please to meet you. You just have to look into the back. This is the one. Pleased to meet you. Uh-huh. As you can see, it's bilingual. Oh, that's awesome, yeah. Well, we, we offer all our family programs in, in two languages, Dutch, of course, and English. So, we just have one right language. And there we put um, all the information 
on pins and unfortunately we have to make some adjustments to the mm-hmm. suitcase because as you can see there's a photograph on here right. of Vincent as a 13 year old boy and it was recently discovered that it was not Vincent oh no it's actually his younger brother Theo who played an important part in Vincent's life but uh, I mean but, we have to make some adjustments there so but this is in short telling young uh, young people mm-hmm. about who Vincent was because Perhaps they have never heard of right, right. Come and visit. Um, so the amount of visitors we have um, currently 2.1 million each year. About 10% of that is uh, below the age of 18, which is quite a, a lot of people. And only a small amount of those use this um, particular suitcase. So we developed it for families mainly from the Netherlands. And it turns out that it's mainly families from abroad using it. It's more than half of right. the people using right. this suitcase are from abroad. You know, that doesn't surprise me. And again, just um, the numerous places that I've been you know, over the years and um, I think part of it is the distance that you travel. And I really wonder um, sort of, you know, what the breakout on the demographics would be, you know, how far folks come. Sometimes I think they, they plan ahead. I want to spend, you know, I want to spend a, a big chunk of time. And how do I use that chunk of time creatively so my kids aren't bored mm-hmm. versus I can just kind of come and go and I'm local and I can, you know, come and spend a half hour. I can get the, the awesome museum pass that your country offers. It's just phenomenal. It is. Yeah. Um, and so um, you have to sort of wonder. I'd, I'd be curious. Well, well, the thing is, we um, we have developed a multimedia tour as well, and I, I really wanted it to be um, something that um, brings the family together. So you have to dis- go on a discovery tour right. together. So, for instance, when you're searching for a particular uh, program, everyone in the family group gets a different clue as to which painting you're going to look for. Um, this works really well when you're fully into it, but right. we discovered that many of our tourist visitors they do come with the children, but they don't want to do the tour together with the children. Actually, they're more there to look at the paintings themselves, and the children need to do something, which, well, sometimes keeps them quiet. <laughs> My heart breaks. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a lost opportunity. It is, yeah. it is, exactly. So what we're going to do in future is develop a, a tour which is specifically aimed at children, so right. they can do it by themselves, and their parents can just follow the regular mm-hmm. uh, tour for, for adults, which is a shame. I think, but but then I would, again, I mean, you have to cater to what your your audience. Exactly, exactly, and it's, it's true. It's unfortunate. It's true. I mean, I, some of my most favorite museum experiences, quite frankly, they're so much better with my child because I get to see it through his eyes and his questions, exactly. and yeah. that has been really awesome over yeah. the years. I, yeah. I, I totally agree. That's that's. Um, well, I'm very happy that when we um, get so many positive reactions on the treasure hunt. Many of those reactions are about, I've learned so much from my child during this tour. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> so exactly. That's a very good compliment for us, I think. Yeah. But to, to return to... Uh, so each one, so within the suitcase, then you have the big informational piece, and, which corresponds to a bag. And inside the bag, then, is the information yes. and the activity. Yeah. Tied to Vincent's actual travels. Yes, exactly. And what the- a brilliant idea, by the way. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's very tangible. We developed those activities in a way that you can do them 
anywhere in the museum. You don't have to sit in front of, of, a, of a painting. Oh, it would be great. nice, of course, but right. unfortunately, that's not always possible because right. you've got many visitors going around, so you would be interrupted quite often. Mm -hmm. But you can just go to a quiet spot and sit down and, and talk about the things you've seen or do a puzzle, for instance. Right, right. The paintings that we put in here or talk about your favorite painting or playing detective with uh, this, the game we have in here. Mm -hmm. So, and I think we've, we've put in about seven in this case. Um, that's quite enough. Yeah. And again, you don't have to do all of them. It's just about getting children engaged. And I mean, as a parent, you would probably know what kind of activity would suit your children mm -hmm. to speak that. Right, right, yeah. right. Well, I think it's intriguing too that the concept you know, not only pulls in, obviously, on what's happening here at your museum, but also uh, the components that you saw other museums utilizing, the backpack. Um, we were uh, fortunate. My son was probably eight or nine years old, and we got to do an amazing uh, tour of uh, uh, Notre Dame. And they a similar sort of thing. They don't use a backpack, but they, they have a puzzle and a, and a treasure game that happens tied to that. And the the level of things he still remembers to this day. So he's 15 now, and you know there's lots of things he doesn't remember. But interestingly enough, he can tell you lots and lots of things about the activities we did in these places. He doesn't remember the city of Amsterdam when we were here before, but he remembers the sites that we saw. He remembers being at the windmills. You know, he would remember if he had done, um, you know, Vince's traveling suitcase. I can tell you that he would remember it because he, he dug into the story. That's exactly our goal. I mean, by, by playing, you learn so many things. I mean, playing in a way is, I think, the best way to learn things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can sit at school. I can, I can talk to you for hours on things. And probably most children would pick up some things. But I mean, it's totally different from when you're experiencing things. First hand, when you see it, particularly painting you like. You don't have to like all Vincent's paintings. Right. I don't like all Vincent's <laughs> paintings. Uh, but that's that's not the point. It's about triggering um, curiosity. And, and I want children to leave this museum with a feeling that they've had a nice visit, that it's nice to go to a museum, that you can see wonderful things there or things you don't like. But you can talk about those things you don't like too. Right. I mean, those are things you learn during... A visit here, I think. I hope you learn when you when you visit here. I mean, when you come here, it's it's just playing is a part of life, right? And I mean, I think people should play more in general. So I hope that the adults accompanying the children will engage in the same way as the children. Well, and that's the thing, right? You know, uh, the the flip side of this is you you. It is very difficult to measure and to quantify, but I suspect if you were able to really dig in and do that, what you would find is that if you took a, a set of adults and you sent them to the museum um, without a child and without this and asked them on the backside to tell you the story of, uh, of, of Vincent versus that same set of adults mm -hmm. doing the museum with children actively engaging in the game, in the treasure hunt, in the puzzles, I suspect what you would find is the adults would learn far more doing the child version than on their own. 
power degree. And how many times have we seen that, right? Yeah, exactly. I suspect in your work, you see that frequently uh, based on the, the questions that people ask versus the questions that the children ask. Oh, definitely. We, we get many, uh, many re- reactions <laughs> of adults who aren't visiting the museum with children, but see family groups, for instance. Mm-hmm. And having fun with a suitcase like this, or looking at one of we we have lots of tours for school groups. We have a theatrical tour, which is um, subtle in its own ways, but I mean you can't really miss the two ladies we have dressed up walking right, around right. here playing their characters <laughs> and singing a song with the children. They have um, they are guiding through the museum, and lots of. Those adults mm-hmm. without children join in and applaud and mm-hmm. have a wonderful time. Mm-hmm. We did get sometimes we we did get some complaints from from some people who thought it was a bit too intrusive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a museum, but I mean that's, that's something of the past. Mm-hmm. I, I do I, absolutely it's something of the past, and you just really would hope that folks would do a better job of engaging. I can tell you that as an archaeologist. You know, and on the rare occasions when I was able to have visitors to my sites, you know, the the questions that I got were the the best came from the kiddos, obviously, <laughs> almost always, right? Because in part they're 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 unafraid to ask. Yeah, there are no restrictions there for them. Right. So, and they're also not afraid of quiet, where clearly the adults are. They're fishing yeah, the yeah. tour, right? And the other piece of it too is I think that when folks have the opportunity to truly engage with you in the work that you're doing, the message. Uh, you know your, your 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 public sort of discourse. There's there's a completely different, not just appreciation, but then then there's the well, what next? Mm-hmm. There's that what next? And I think that um, lots of places, certainly, I see it. Um, you know, in places in the U.S. and and, and other places uh, in Europe, when I've traveled to museums and whatnot, you do get a sense of folks. I don't want to go to a museum, but. Yeah, museum is not for me. Right. Yeah. But, oh, I, you know, that's boring. And that's not the case at all. No, it's some not. of the best things that you'll see. It so probably I, means that they didn't come into contact with good museum education. And absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. And they certainly didn't know what to do mm-hmm. with it. Or they were, you know, the other thing is I think that people are oftentimes afraid of art. We have a lot of discussions in the U.S. and we do um, a lot of work uh, with STEM, um, science, technology, engineering, and math. And one of the pushbacks we often get with that is what about the A? So let's make it STEAM. Um, And so that's not what our purpose, um, you know, here today. But what I tell people all the time is don't get lost in the acronym because there is art in everything, right? And you need to figure out where it is, what it looks like, and what you do with I that. I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, art is a fundamental part of life. I think it's art really makes your life much better. Human That's culture. Life, it's human culture, right? <laughs> so, I mean, you can do maths on particular subjects on Foucault's work, for right. instance. I mean, our scientists who are working with uh, the paintings, conserving it, they need to prepare some solutions. That's math, in a yeah. way. It's, it's it's science, it's technology. It's it's when you combine all those yeah. all those things, there's lots of that going around in the museum as well. And so, to me, I think all those different subjects they teach at school, math or language or whatever, you can you can use arts in everything. 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 Really. Absolutely. It, it absolutely. I'm not for worse. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I completely agree. I mean, and you and I are biased, right? We are, we definitely. We are in the humanities, yes. right? And so we can't imagine a world without those things in it. But I do think that it's really important. And we, 
we discovered uh, years ago at PAST that uh, we had a whole group of students who, when you would take a work of art and break it down into its components parts, that they, they could fly with that. So, for example, we do an entire program in the summertime on the mathematics of miracles. Ah, that's great. Right. Yeah. And, and so it's... For the parents who I'm sending my kid to STEM camp, yeah, you are, but oh, by the way, we're going to infuse it with arts. And the kids love it. And this year, they, for the first time, they did you know, mosaic murals. Um, and they're beautiful. And it was fun to watch. And just the kids really got into it. So absolutely, it's, it's design thinking isn't everything we do. And it's just human nature at its best. When we yeah. have finished this competition, I'm going to run directly to one of my colleagues who's working on a project with a mural. Uh-huh. So I want—I definitely want to involve schools. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> now. The mathematics of murals—it's an awesome. Let me know; I'll, I'll send you stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's great. That, absolutely, so. absolutely. So let's go back to the to the suitcase, though, and walk me through just briefly each of the seven activities. Um, so why that activity, and and why the key component as it relates to what you're hoping that the kids are digging in and getting out of that. So let's start with pleased to meet you. No, that's on, we have a nice question there. Vince uh, is a world famous artist. Almost everyone has heard of him. Have you? Right. Because I mean, at the Fakhoff Museum, we of course think that everybody has heard of Vince but in reality, that's not true at all. So we need to introduce uh, young children to Vincent van Gogh. So. Then you can just start by discussing what you know or what you don't know. Uh, and if you don't know about him, well, there's lots of information in here as well. So parents can use it in whatever extent they need to just introduce their children to the artist, the, one, the maker of all these wonderful works of art here. So that's just, just the thing. And then, of course, I mean, is the information relevant to you as well? Are there similarities between Vincent's life and your life as well? So we have this passport in here, which my colleague forgot to give me. Well, I'll, ask, I'll just I'll ask her one later on, so I can take it. So you can show it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just talking about Vincent's, um, well, the color of his hair, his eyes, uh, what his favorite color was, where he was born, all those things. And then there's enough space mm-hmm. for you to fill out this passport for yourself. So you can compare yourself to Vincent. With a passport of your own making. With a passport of your own making. And Perfect. then you can safely travel around the museum because yes. you've got the passport. Perfect. So there's no particular order. Just this would be the best way to start. Yeah. I mean, my colleagues will tell you that when you come to the desk and ask for the suitcase. Okay. So um, I, I, I don't want children to leave with all the information on Fakhoff in their heads. It's just about some particular things they like, a painting they like. So they don't need to go uh, to go home with all the paintings in their head, as it were. And they can just focus on the things they really like. So that's one of the questions here. Do you think a painting you'd like to look at more or like to know more about and then focus on that painting? It's just cards in, in the bag, yeah, yeah, and giving you some of the mm-hmm. paintings so that might be of interest so right. to you, so you can go straight forward to those. Um, so you don't need to look uh, all over the museum for right. a particular painting. Right. It's just states where where you need to go. And there are questions on the card. So if you come, if you go to the your painting and you are there, this these questions that can guide you in looking. at the, the right, so right. What we did, we do in our, what we do in our tours as well, our guided tours as well, is we use all kinds of routines from um, 
the visible thinking routines from yeah, Harvard. Exactly, yes. <laughs> because they're a very good way um, of starting a conversation. Exactly. So, and, and it offers all kinds of nice opportunities to fantasize about, for instance, what might have happened after a particular point in time on the painting or before. Right. Or if it's the middle of a story, so what would be the whole story? And your story at a particular page would be totally different from mine, probably, but that's the fun part of it. Yes. And, and, and they're all good. I mean, there's no wrong in here. They're all fabulous. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah. again, yes. And we have um, any number of teachers that we encounter that talk about the fact that they utilize visible thinking inside their day-to-day routines. I, I met a wonderful teacher several years ago. Uh, she starts every single day with that. And she literally brings a thing in. Sometimes it's a postcard. Sometimes it's a small painting. Sometimes it's a photograph. And sometimes it's nothing more than a ceramic vase she found, you know, at the local thrift store. And she's able to start her day that way. So it's kind of, think wonder. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. See, think wonder. It turns up in elementary schools all the time. Absolutely. Well, we were very lucky. We had some international schools here in Amsterdam. We were very lucky to to be able to talk to them, and they brought it over to us. And then we started thinking how we could use this in our museum. It works beautifully. And it works wonderful. Yeah. yeah so yeah. there are. In the Netherlands, a lot of museums working with this particular uh, way of education. So tell us about self-portrait. Well, a self-portrait is, is in a way, a look into someone's soul, perhaps. I mean, there's only one known portrait of Vincent Photographer, so we know what he looked like in reality from um, at the age of 19. But we don't have any photographs of that. So the image we have of Vincent Hawk is conveyed to us through his self-portrait. Right. And um, as you can see here, this is, would be a good place to do here because this is the place where we have all these self-portraits. So, so just, it's very simple. Just, just choose one right. and have a good look at it. And then take a sketchbook and a mirror mm-hmm. and then do a self-portrait yourself. And, and again, that's a technique that lots and lots of teachers use. So it's very common it way works to very get... well. It's very yeah, simple. It I, mean, that's, I mean, every classroom probably has yeah. lots of little yeah. mirrors you can yeah. use during your art lessons. Yeah. And, and just sitting in there and having a good look. But seeing first a painting done by a famous artist, artist and seeing how he mm-hmm. did this particular painting. Yeah. How he's looking. I mean... <laughs> Children often ask them if he's very, if he was a very stern person. But no, it's pure concentration in his eyes. And why would that be? Well, in the mirror. Exactly. So yeah. you probably couldn't smile the whole time while you were painting your self-portrait. So we've done some modification with the self-portrait that just because of the nature of the environment at the innovation lab, we have a lot of glass lab spaces. So the entire, imagine a glass box right in the middle of a warehouse, right in the middle of your museum. And so we have the kids um, on the glass because we use it like a whiteboard. Um, and they will be oftentimes, especially our art and STEM programs, we start them with um, doing self-portraits and they do them by drawing on their own reflection ah, right. in the glass, right? And again, same thing, very, very effective. Yeah. And what they walk away with then, you know, at the end of the day is the, the, the box, the lab, if you will, 
you know, all the surfaces are now a story of an individual. That's really powerful. And the students use that as the launching point for the next thing they're going to create, which will not be a self-portrait, but will be this mural on a wall. But it gets them thinking about how they craft it. Right. Exactly. And that's it. That's it. For many children, I mean, many children will come into contact with art and creating art themselves at school. Right. Um, for instance, and as you can see, it's quite busy, so it's not always easy to, to sit in front of the face again. Oh, probably you could do it now. Yeah. <laughs> but it might be totally different in 15, 15 minutes. Right. So, um, for many children, it may be the first time that they're actually doing something together with their parents in a museum. Um, so, I mean, this is our hint of mm-hmm. doing self-portrait. But if they decide to, well, I don't want to do self-portrait. Right. My mom or dad. Yeah. That's fine, too. It's just an indication of what you could do with it. So if you find a totally new way of using the content right. of this yeah. suitcase, that's fine. But, I mean, it's all about figuring yeah. curiosity uh, inventing stuff i mean mm-hmm. that's that's fine too does the suitcase go out so does the suitcase only work so this particular version and i like i said I, i've seen iterations of this in, in, in a variety of different places but does does the suitcase only work here or can school groups literally grab the suitcase and what's inside is it crafted in such a way that it works other places they could use this um as food, for instance, if they have this, 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 this uh, the set, if they pay yeah. a teacher were to grab yeah. this set and take it back, to it the wouldn't be a problem. If they have a smart board and just yep. just project um, some of the paintings mm-hmm. by there, then then they can choose it. And of course, lots of these activities we use during our guided tours, but right. we also offer them online for school for, for school teachers to use as well. So, lots of the elements we have put in here. You can find in our school uh, school programs as well. Or so all our um, school programs online. Uh-huh. So I mean, I'm I, I used to be a teacher once, yeah. so I, I I was I I know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. but I'm no expert on a particular class in, right. for instance, right. the United States right. or or even in the Netherlands. I mean, all classes, all children are different, and the teacher knows best. What works best for his or her uh, particular group. So we offer basic materials. You can do a whole great lesson on Twafos, right. but it's the teacher who brings uh, all the, what do you call it? The, the spark, the passion. The spark. Yeah, yeah, it's the teacher who needs to do that job. We can offer you all kinds of wonderful content, but it's the teacher who needs to do it. And so all of this is available for folks to download and utilize yes. in their classrooms. Yes. Yes. So we'll make sure that we provide uh, that link. Um, and hopefully uh, folks will not only do that, but reach out and let you know how they use this. That sure would that be wonderful. wonderful. Yes, I would really love that because, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's out there and you can use it to uh, in so many different ways. You can adjust it, adapt it, whatever you like. And you have a wonderful new way of teaching about our course, please let us know. Yeah. Because then we can incorporate that into our programs as well. And how does the how does the suitcase interact with the treasure hunt? Are they one and the same? No, because the, people are going to ask that question: yeah. Is this all connected? Uh, well, it, well, the subject is, is connected, is connected yeah. <laughs> very clearly, but there are two totally different things. We do have a lot of visitors who return mm-hmm. with their uh, with their children, um, so we would like to broaden. I mean, we we get. Wonderful reactions on our treasure hunt. It's, I mean, it's 
in a way, it's a very old-fashioned way of, of guiding children. So it's so engaging. It's engaging. It's very effective. Yeah. Um, so um, actually, we have it in, I think, about six languages now. Wow. Um, and actually, we sometimes get requests. For instance, we had sent a PDF file of our um, of one of our treasure hunts a couple of years ago to someone in Israel who wanted to translate it into Hebrew himself because, mm-hmm. well... We, we don't have the means to right. translate it into all the, diff- the different languages that, that are here. Um, so someone actually translated it into Hebrew and took it with him and uh, <laughs> to the museum. Oh, walked around the museum yeah. with a custom-made treasure hunt for his children. It was really, really wonderful. It's a very nice compliment because they enjoyed it really <laughs> very much. Well, it's a testament to the quality of the way that you pulled the activity together, the components, right? That- yeah. That somebody's like, oh my gosh, I really want to do that, but I I, I need to modify it. Yeah, so it'll work for me. Yes, yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, that's wonderful. And we we do need to adapt it every now and again because well, the situation in the galleries changes. Some paintings go go abroad or non or non, sorry. And so it's quite uh, it's quite an active treasure hunt. I mean, this is I've, I've been working here for about twelve years now, and this I think the twenty fifth version we have. Oh my right gosh. <laughs> But that's fine. That keeps us as well. Well, it keeps you creating. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, your museum is as alive as as you make it for folks to come in day after day after day. And to return. And to return. And to return. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we created a suitcase as well. Because if you've already done the treasure hunt, might be that it's a bit different when you right. come next time, but if it's not, then use this one. I mean, this is this is very steady. You can do this, and every time you use it, it can be a totally different visit. Well, and that's part of what I really love about it. Every single one of the activities is, is because it's not static. Because you didn't say you're going to go to this painting and you're going to do no. X instead. And I love that approach that you 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 said instead. You know, kind of take a concept and what do you want to do with it? Exactly. Which is very very different than. You know, step one, step two, step three. Exactly. Well, I can take you to the sunflowers and talk for hours about right. sunflowers. But if you think that sunflowers is not a really nice picture, right? Then you can better go to one of the pictures you really like and do something with that. Yeah, I mean, that's a way better experience than me telling you what you should, should what you should see and what not. No. It, it's, it's more fun. It's definitely more fun. Absolutely yeah. more fun. Yeah. So I'll give you this one. So you know. Oh, perfect. Thank you very much. So when you think about then, um, sort of what's next? So in your job as educator and curator at the museum, how do you, how do you spend your time coming up with the next thing? I mean, so this is here. It's created. Visitors are using it. But what are you doing now? What, what are you doing next? What we are working on um, is in our let me start at um, the point in history. In 2014, we did the whole museum. So we um, we used to be an art museum with white walls and paintings of white walls, and it's all about the art. And that's I mean that's the good thing. Focus on the art. It's the size. I was a visitor yeah. during that period. Ah, okay, so I remember that version. <laughs> well, we relocated temporarily to another museum while we uh, while the whole museum was rebuilt, rebuilt in a way, uh, redecorated and. When we reopened, we focused not only on the things, but also on people's life story. Um, and I was very lucky that from that moment on, we um, 
we have part of the museum presentation reserved for family groups and children. So on every floor in our museum, that's the ground floor where we are now, and we have this particular world where I can choose painting and do something with it in order to engage family groups with the art. Um, and currently we're thinking about how to alter these walls to get more engagement in there. That's one of the projects I'm working on. That's a big project. Yes, That's it is. a big project. Yeah. And I'm also working on um, expanding our um, outreach to children wherever they are, because um, we would like children all over the world to get to know Kofok, not only because of his art, but also because of his life story, because that's the life story on perseverance and following your heart and doing what you think is best. And even though when people are putting you down, still following your, your heart's desire to become what you want to become in life. It's recognizable persistence. That's a very nice description. Recognizable persistence. Yes, recognizable you guys remember persistence. That. Yes. yes, please feel free. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think we see great examples of that all the time, but I think it's also very difficult for folks to conceptualize or rationalize it and make it something tangible. <laughs> and so tapping into a known piece of art, a known artist, I think that gives folks oh, okay. That would be good. No exactly. And that's pretty helpful. It is. And especially if you can no, find no, a piece of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, it's just. Well, it's, it's turned out beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's a wonderful place to come and spend time and be with your family. And thank you very, very much for taking time out of your day and talking with us. You're very welcome. I have no doubt that you're going to get lots of folks intrigued and interested. And I'm thrilled that somebody in the resources are available online. And I do do hope that our listeners will reach out. I hope so too. Because, I mean, I'm learning. I'm still learning every day. I can learn a lot from from many people all over the world. So please do contact us. Oh, absolutely! Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you for joining us for Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I want to thank my guests and encourage you all to be part of the conversation. Meet me on social media at Annalise Corbin. And join me next time as we stand up, step back, and lean in to reimagine education. Mm-hmm.